G'day and welcome to show some respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. Do you like how I said g'day? That's for the local audience. That's to show that I am a man of the people. I'm an, I'm an Aussie deep down at heart. Isn't it depressing when you think about how few Australians are really revered on a global stage? I mean, especially in comedy, there's like, there's like, there's like one. There's, there's Jim Jeffries and that's pretty much it. Maybe actors, the Hemsworths, the Jackmans. You've got to be pretty... You have to have a strong homoerotic appeal to make it as an Australian actor, I find. Um, you know, ever since Russell Crowe threw a phone at that guy, we're like, well, if Australians are going to be famous on a global stage, they need to show some sensitivity, I'm afraid. They're going to have to talk about mental health a little bit. And there's going to have to be at least two to three rumours uh, that they are, in fact, gay. If if we're going to... and And look... Some of those rumors are going to have more weight than others. Some of them are going to be more legitimate, I think. We all know who I'm talking about. The guy I went to the same school as. The Wolverine himself. I'm not going to say any more. Maybe I'm talking about the voice actor. Who knows? That's got to be libelous. Thank goodness no one listens to this podcast. But uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Does it matter? Do I regret bringing it up at all? You bet. It's a fantastic time to be alive. Sydney is miserable again. That's why you might hear the sound of falling rain from time to time. Can you? Can you hear that? I'm transitioning to an ASMR podcast. From now on, I'm just going to do these weird whispering. These very, very slightly sexual. sexual and the women who make these podcasts know deep down that at least 25% of their listenership is masturbating at this moment but they pretend that's not what's happening if you don't know what ASMR is look it up it's a it's a great time it's where (laughs) it's where um generally speaking attractive women if we're honest like it's not really open to everyone despite the fact it should be just kind of make uh, very satisfying noises into a microphone, and there is a real undertone of sexuality. It was, it's, it's the uh, <laughs> like a lot of it is just women eating into a microphone. It's like a really high fidelity mic, just munching on a cucumber. Uh, always phallic. It's always something. Fa- it's a carrot or a cucumber or a third example. And it's always it's it's a it's a weird vibe because there's no doubting. Sometimes they like. Just brush, brush a little makeup brush across the across the across the microphone like that, like that a little. People like it. It's uh, it 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 was a massive thing for a little while. I think it still is. What happens if I Google ASMR right now? What comes up? ASMR audio sensory meridian response is the a tingling sensation that usually begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and the upper spine. And uh, the the photo on Wikipedia is someone popping bubble bubble wrap into a microphone. There's the brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have made so much money out of this. Who? How much money do people make from ASMR? I think uh, just googling live on the podcast is uh, a pretty okay. 
Hongyu ASMR has 4.57 million subscribers from South Korea. She makes $3.6 million a year. Zach Choi. Zach Choi. Zach. Either that is a very unusual man's name or Zach Choi is really breaking the trend here. Zach Choi. More subscribers. Less money. Jane from South Korea. Six mil for 7 million subscribers. Okay, this does somewhat prove my point. There are one, two, three, four. There are eight people on this list. One of them is a man. Actually, I don't know if he is. Zach Choi, ASMR. Um, yeah, it's a dude. It's a it's a it's a it's a fairly androgynous looking dude. If I'm honest, uh, he has eight point one. He's a, he's American. He has eight point one million subscribers, and yet he only makes almost half as much as the number one female. Proves my point. All right, there is there is an undercurrent here, uh, and that's what I'm moving into. I'm just going to start just munching on carrot sticks on a podcast for thirty minutes, and which will be good for my eyesight and my bank balance because this is making me no money at all uh, for now. For now, oh, it's coming! It is coming. I mean, sure, the numbers are on a a pretty significant downslide. If I'm honest, what am I what am I at for last week? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's low. That is. Pretty low, um, but this happens with podcasts, isn't it? It's it's a funny thing. Like, unless you're really growing, growing, unless things are really going up, it is a slow decline. I can tell you that. I'm not going to give any way specific numbers because uh, no one um, will benefit from that, least of all me. But you would think the more episodes you put out, the more your audience grows. But here's what's happened: is uh, you put out a podcast and a sub section of your friends, and if we're honest, enemies as well. Go to listen to it. The, the friends are like, oh, I wonder what that would be like. The enemies are like, I hope this sucks. Um, and trust me, I've been there. I, I've, I've been on both sides of that coin. Um, and uh, the enemy side's a bit of fun when it pays off. Uh, a guy I went to school with did a podcast where he just, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but he just ragged on our school and on Australian people for like 35 minutes. He moved, he moved to Berlin now and he's got an English accent for some reason. And I've always thought maybe I should do like a, a live react because it makes me so angry. It made me so... Oh. But that's what I'm talking about. I listened. I was still a number. I'm a number like anyone else. And then what happens is after 10 episodes, everyone who likes it is on board and listens and that's you guys. Thanks for tuning in. You mean a lot. I really appreciate it. And everyone else just like, well, I got what I needed out of that. I've learned enough. The people who are like, hey, I listened to your podcast the other day. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting uh, what you were saying about, uh, you know, February. I'm like, oh, that's when you were listening, huh? That's uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through. Oh, you made it halfway through my 27-minute podcast that I released in Feb. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm keen to finish it. I'm like, okay. Well, whenever you have another 14 minutes free, no pressure. I know you're busy. Thank you for listening. Um, for honestly, for those of you that do listen, um, hey, my my only regret is there aren't more of you. But uh, for those of you that do, who I, I fairly I reckon I could. I don't know. I don't know all of you. I know a lot of you. Um, a lot of you do bring it up. That's nice. That means something. I appreciate it. The big show was last week. I'm assuming a lot of you were there. If you weren't, where were you? What were you doing? It hurt my feelings. Uh, went went great. Went great after after weeks and weeks and weeks of just just constant anxiety. 
Uh, the big day comes, and guess what? It goes fine. Huh. Who, who'd have thought that would be the case? You know, who'd have thought that this trend of things that I worry about endlessly ultimately being fine would continue? That streak. Unbelievable. You would think I would clue in after a while that people as privileged as me don't go through hardships. It's just a fact. I'm a straight, white, cisgendered, able-bodied, neurotypical male. Neurotypical, slowly making its way into that categorization, just really, really asserting that I have nothing to be concerned about at any point, ever, really. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I was very, very happy. I was very happy with the turnout. I had about 80 people there the first night and I had about 110 people the second night, only, you know, fewer, but I, I inflated the numbers um, for, uh, for, for dramatic effect and for, for the purposes of entertainment. And look, you know, it was amazing to have those um, 100 people there the first night. It really, it, on a Thursday night, to have 150 people take some time and pay me money to come and hear me speak um, was such, a, such an honour. And, and my heart goes out to each and every one of those 250 people who were there on Thursday night. And then to have, what, what was it in the end, 4, 4, 4, 4 20? 425 on the on the Saturday night almost a thousand people um, that that was just a, a real thrill a real thrill so to to um, the thousands and thousands of people who made it out um, on those nights uh, wow couldn't couldn't could can barely put into words um, how much that meant to me and you know as a, a stand-up comedian and podcaster not being able to put things into words is not something to be bragging about Um and look, you know the the shows went great. I had some really really nice feedback um, from from people, uh, and and it it really put such a smile on my face to see all that hard work that I've put in. I've been doing comedy for like four and a half years now. Writing, I've finally got to a stage where I am writing every single day. I'm performing at least, you know, I'm aiming for three or four times a week minimum. Um, some of those days, it's seven times a week. Sometimes it's every single night. Missing out. On Fridays and Saturday nights, missing out on quality uh, time at home, uh, really putting my relationship at risk. At risk, Ugh. really putting my relationship at risk um, to pursue this goal, uh, undermining all of the the positives that I, that I've I've spent a long time trying to set up, and to to then know how much time and effort I've put into this, and then to to see it pay off to those people who who were there on Thursday Friday night. That really just made me so satisfied and content for 12 hours. Um, and then by th Saturday at lunchtime, um, you know, it, it'd been, I hadn't been on stage for about 14 hours and I started feeling guilty again. Um, and then I, I, I couldn't help but notice, uh, you know, n no phone calls from the industry. Now, given I was thinking maybe it's the weekend, maybe that's why, you know, n nothing from Channel um, 9 or 10 or even 7. Not, not even Channel 7 had the time to reach out. Um, and when Channel 7's ignoring you, you oh, that's, that's bad news. That's a worry. Um, and then by Monday, still nothing, nothing from management, no contracts, not a single contract in my inbox. And I really regretted setting aside uh, the, the time for that legal team to review contracts. I might have gotten a little bit ahead of myself. I really wasted quite a lot of, 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 of money on, on unused billable hours on the Monday. Um and, uh, you know, by Tuesday I was miserable again because uh, no one was talking about me anymore. I hadn't had a compliment about my show. Well, I had like one 
had like won the whole day on Tuesday um, about the show that had taken place the previous week. And um, now here we are again, uh, ready to, 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 to uh, you know, put, put a clip on Instagram. Didn't do very well, hurt my feelings. Um, and, uh, and I'm ready to pack it in. I don't think it's going to happen for me. I don't think I was, I was uh, ever really up to it. Um, so uh, this is me signing off from the entertainment industry forever. Um, I, you know, I, I, I gave it my heart and soul and it didn't work out. And it's, uh, it's time to call it quits. It's time to hang out with the gloves. It's, it's good to know that you gave it your all for a little bit. And, um, and now I'm just going to be one of you. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be one of you guys. I'm gonna, you know, finish work at five thirty. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna um, make mediocre love to my partner. Uh, we're gonna have a couple of kids who I can then blame for not having uh, achieved all my hopes and dreams. That'll that'll be a nice. That'll be a load off my mind. That will uh, make everything a little bit easier to swallow. And um, I'm probably gonna get into the block. I'd say. I'm. I'm probably gonna get into the block. I'll start following Scotty Cam on Instagram. For you know, to see what he has to say about McCafe's uh, new range of muffins, and um, that will just do me until what is it now? It's it's Thursday. That'll do me until twenty seventy three, twenty twenty seventy three. Uh, then I can probably um, retire, um, you know, with my presumably second wife by that stage, um, and. You know, she'll she'll still be working because she'll be significantly younger. But um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll spend some time with the kids when when they uh, agree, when they finally relent um, and agree to see their, their their emotionally distant father. And I will reflect and I'll think, man, I did a couple of good shows, didn't I? I did a, a couple of a really good shows in May, twenty twenty two. Isn't it a shame the industry didn't pick up on it? But uh, look, their loss is uh, my uh, crippling disappointment. And that's just the way this industry works. And if I could, if I could impose one piece of, of, of um, if I could impose a, a little bit of advice to this, to this listenership, to, to, to each and every one of you, I mean, I really could call you individually and we could do this on the phone and I, I, I could be done by midday. It would probably take me less time than it will take me to, you know, edit and, and, and upload this podcast to speak to you individually. But I would say, you know, don't... Dreams... A dream... What is a dream? Webster's Dictionary defines dreams. <clears throat> Guys, just pack it in. Do what I did in the middle of that joke and just give up. Get halfway through an analogy or a metaphor or, a, or something that could lead to comedy and just go, actually, you know what? You guys, you get the point. Let's, uh, let's, let's wrap it up. Fret not, fret not, fear, 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 man, my words are not working for me today. Fret not, loyal fans. Don't you worry about it. This is all a bit of this is this is all a bit of theater of the mind. I am I am more committed than ever to prove my doubters wrong. I am fueled by their disinterest. I will rise to the top yet again. Would I be here with two lights set up and a camera, totaling in thousands of dollars of equipment, uh, if I weren't still 
running up that hill? You better believe I wouldn't be. I'm here. I'm going to, I brought notes. I've made notes for today's podcast. I have ideas to bring. We're gonna. This podcast is going to be. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna take over. All right. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. As Conor McGregor said, I, I, I reckon I can get double the listenership by the end of the year. I mean it. If each of you call a little friend right now, look, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pause. I'm going to play the theme song again. And while I do, if you could just call a friend immediately, call them uh, and then remember that no one answers the phone unexpected anymore um, and, and then send them a text because, you know, that's your best chance of, uh, of really catching them. And just say, hey, you got 29 minutes. You got 29 minutes to spare for someone you don't know. Well, have I got something for you? It's the Show Some Respect Tom Whitcomb is Talking podcast. Yeah, I know the title sounds like you would know who they are. The title does sound quite boastful. But no, he's, he's, he's no one. He's nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the, the guy. The guy whose show I said you should come to and you didn't come to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to him. I'm aware about how bitter I'm coming across right now. I don't mean to. It's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to do comedy. And let's see how it goes. Big news week. Big news week for Australia. I don't know if you saw not one, but two underworld crime occurrences happening in the broader New South Wales region this week, and I, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but if you listen very carefully, you can hear just the producers of Underbelly rubbing their hands together, going, oh, 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 here we go. We're back. I never watched a single one of those Underbellies. Remember in like the mid-2000s, mid to late 2000s, they were a big deal. People were really, are they still making them? Underbelly, TV show, Underbelly, seven series. All right, from February 2008 to September 2013. Revived on the 3rd of April. Is this the one about the woman who with the foot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they brought it back in 2022 about the uh, Melissa Caddick. That's right. <laughs> who'd only been missing. It's about a missing woman who'd been missing for about 12 months. And they were like, I reckon this is rife for a show. Apparently, they have no idea any of the details of that case. They're like, guys, just make it up. Just make it. There's a foot on the beach. There's a woman involved. Her name's Melissa. You guys fill in the details. All right, whatever you think would be entertaining. Let's ruin this woman's legacy. Um, but uh, two big, two big stories this week. The first was you might have seen that a scuba diver uh, has passed away. A, a drug dealing scuba diver, one of the rarest types. Uh, a, a a a cocaine distributor with a love for the for the ocean and the great outdoors, um, tragically lost their life. Uh, and I always think it's funny when, when things like this happen. I mean, something about it being a scuba diver, I guess, makes it seem very lighthearted um, and, and and therefore especially tragic. If this was just a, a guy who got hit by a car while picking up uh, a briefcase of cocaine, I don't know if it would have been reported with quite the same level of empathy. But basically what happened, I believe, is a ship has dropped $20 million of cocaine. $20 million of cocaine, which I think equates to about 10 saddies um, into, the, into the water uh, and scuba divers have gone to pick it up and, and bring it back to the shore. I think, they think there were th- uh, I think they think there were like three scuba divers and one of them has not made it. Um, obviously didn't pass his certificate at the Great Barrier Reef. 
sufficiently to uh, to really be trusted with such a, a high-stakes deal. They don't really seem to explain what happened. I think if the oxygen tank ran out or it was hypothermia or whatever. And uh, as a result, um, 50 kilos, 50 kilos of cocaine um, has been impounded, impounded in Newcastle. Terrible news for uh, cocaine users all over the Hunter Shoal region. Uh, you got to feel for them. It, you know, it was hard to get cocaine at the best of times. This pandemic has been tough on us all, but none more than uh, fervent cocaine users. And it's just got a bit harder. Here you were looking forward to a, a refreshed supply. Uh, maybe it was going to be a little bit clean. I mean, it's come from Argentina. You've got, you got to imagine it's good stuff. Um, and now 50 kilos of it is sitting in an evidence locker in a, in a Newcastle cop shop. Let's be honest, 49.9 kilos are sitting in an evidence locker in a Newcastle cop shop. Soon to be 49.8, 49.7. They're going to get down to 40 by the time of the Newcastle Police Department's 2022 Christmas party uh, because there is no way there aren't a few cops in Newcastle. Hey, think about Newcastle. Newcastle's proudest son is a widely known drug-taking rugby league football player. Like, that is kind of his legacy. There was a time where we <laughs> I remember, so naive, when I was like 13 and it came out that Joey Johns was found with an ecstasy tablet. And I was like, oh my God, not, not Andrew. Not Andrew. Why? Why would he do this? And then you turn 18 and you try it for the first time. You're like, oh, this is why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm back on board now. There is no way. I've met cops, okay? Cops love cocaine. People who love cocaine become cops. There is, there is no chance. People who become cops are like, they, they, are, they are footy boys. They're, they're, they're footy players. They love to bully people. They love, they, they're already, they're already full of confidence. They love that feeling. There's no way no one's tucked into that little, that little brick. That little brick of, of fine white powder straight from Argentina. That's pretty funny to think that, you know, the people who have probably experienced the purest cocaine in Australia are bikies and cops. The, the police department Christmas party has the finest powder going. There is not a doubt in my mind. So my thoughts go out to the Coke users in, in, in the Hunter. I hope uh, you, you find some solutions, um, you know, crush up some Dexies, uh, you know. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. In, in, make the most of the meth, okay? Know what you're getting into. Know that it's not what you were hoping for, but, let, you know, that's, that's, probably, that's probably what's taking place. Um, and, and look, hopefully the drought ends soon. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about you. Hopefully we get a little bit of snowfall before the year is out. And then the other one, was uh, two members of a, of a very well-known biker gang uh, assassinated at a local gym um, by hired gunmen. And this was a, a few weeks after a, uh, I think a kingpin figure of a rival biker gang um, also attacked uh, and killed by gunmen at his home. I'm so proud of this country right now. 
I'm so proud of us because I didn't think that happened here. I've been, I've been getting into Better Call Saul. I've been rewatching Breaking Bad and sometimes I think, man, we just don't have this culture. Australia doesn't, we're just, we're too young a country. We don't have, the, we, we don't encourage passion amongst our population. We're too laid back. We're too easygoing. This would never happen here. You know, we would never see a gangland hit. Um, and maybe that's because I didn't watch Underbelly. Maybe if I watched Underbelly, I'd have a little bit more faith. But no, it's good to know that there are some, some boys and girls out there, because women can be gangsters too, who, who are really attacking their careers with a, with a fervor and a passion. Really taking things into their own hands. Really getting inspired by the things that are happening in more advanced gangland cultures like America and South America. And, and saying, hey, why not here too? This is up to us. We can do this as a community. We, we too can have news stories that merit television series. And uh, you'll be very noticed that while I went quite hard at the cops, um, I haven't mentioned a single name of any of the biker gangs uh, or the individuals responsible because um, I'm a very selective coward. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't fear the cops. They've been nothing but good to me. Uh, from, from the outside, uh, I, I look like the kind of people that they would want to look after. Uh, even though I have very, very little to offer them. Gangland, on the other hand, oof, they, they do not want much to do with me. And uh, fair enough. I, I, I get it. I think I think they're in the right in this stage. I'm just saying, it's good to see. It's, it's good to see some really top-notch local news coming out. It, it's, 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 a, it's a shame when you watch something like The Project or the Channel 7 News and the domestic news. It's just, it's just yawn, 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 yawn. Oh, oh, another child locked in a car. Original. Okay, I don't think this is really... Is this really, is this really 6 o'clock news dependent? Do we, do we really need this right now? But then you hear about stuff like this and you think, wow. Sydney truly is an international city. It is a, it is a, it is, it is a global... We are global citizens after all. And uh, yet again, we as a country prove that we can, we can punch above our weight. It's not just at the Olympics. It's, um, it's in all elements of culture. Good for us. The other thing that I read, for as much as those gangland stories made me uh, a little bit warm and fuzzy inside, this, ladies and gentlemen, this boiled my blood. I could not believe what I read in the sports section of the Sitting Morning Herald today while looking for something to talk about for half an hour. I could barely conceive what I was reading. I could not believe they are talking about having esports at the 2032 Olympics. Esports at the Olympics. First of all, an Olympics in Brisbane, in of itself, questionable. Remember when you had to be a real city to have an Olympics? Athens, Sydney, London, Barcelona, Brisbane. Brisbane. A town that calls its local lake the Brown Snake. Need I say more? The Olympics is dying a slow death. And I think when we hear the next part of this story... We will agree. Esports at the Olympics. 
First of all, how did esports commandeer the term sports in the first place? It's not a sport. We don't call chess a board sport. These are not appropriate terms. It is a game at best. Is it really a sport if the only sustainable injury you can get is carpal tunnel? Is it really a sport if you need electricity to play? Is it really a sport if you can do it sitting down? It will be the only sport in the history of the Olympics you can do totally sitting down. I think we can all agree that's usually the remit of the Paralympics, and that's because they have no choice. All right? At least cyclists stand up in the saddle from time to time. No. this There will be IOC-approved chairs for this sport to take place. I don't like it. This is what happens when we as a society come together and decide to ban bullying. We start glorifying dorks. Sure, it starts with 12 series of the Big Bang Theory. It ends with counter-strikes at the Olympics. I am furious. This is not good enough. Now, granted... We've let nerds into the Olympics before, all right? Need I remind you about equestrian? Equestrian, a sport I don't understand and, frankly, have no interest in never doing so. I, I don't need to know how that works. I know more than enough about it. It doesn't make any... All right, I say I don't, I say I don't need to know. I am, I am rather fascinated. How, how is it happening? What is that rider doing? to make that horse dance like that? Is there some kind of Morse code system? Is, is there some kind of how many times it digs its heels into the horse's belly it knows exactly how many two steps to do? All right, no, crossover, crossover, crossover. All right, equestrian, how do you... Oh, man, the bar is so low for athletes at the Olympics. For the Olympics being the home of athletics, a lot of non-athletes... Here's my other question about equestrian. Does the horse have to be from the country of the rider? Surely, right? You can't have a tennis doubles partner from a, the other side of the world. You, you can't win a German gold medal for equestrian with a Japanese horse. All right? No matter how strong the historical ties between those two nations might be, you can't, you can't be doing that. You got The horse has to be at least... It, there needs to be... The horse has to be able to have some kind of ancestral tie to the country that it's representing, I think. On its mother's side, on its father's side, maybe it it billeted there uh, as a a teenage horse um, and and had spent enough time in the country to qualify for at least permanent residency. Uh, I don't think you can just let any horse represent any country. That doesn't doesn't seem fair. Who's doing equestrian? Who's that? Some of these sports cost so much money to even pay, to even take any part in them from from the very beginning. If if you have been doing equestrian, I'm going to presume your parents have maxed out their super, because for them to have money to spend on you ballroom dancing with Farlap, that is too much money. And this is coming from a family uh, that arguably had too much money. 
we never considered those sports. I met a guy at my gym recently who plays polo. I didn't like that. It didn't make me feel good. He didn't like it either. He was a little bit ashamed about it, and I was, I was, I was. Uh, th- that gave me a little bit of hope. That did put my mind. At least he, at least he knows. At least he knows that, that what he does is an offensive display of wealth. You you need you need to have at least the self awareness to be shamed, to be ashamed. My words are not working today, guys. I think we can agree the content's not bad, but the words, the delivery remains a little to be desired. But but I digress. Esports at the Olympics. Why don't we just give China another medal? All right. Why don't we just hand it to them? Why don't we just gift wrap a China, send it to the CCP tomorrow, and say, hey. We're going to give you another one of these every four years uh, just so that we don't have to have a computer set up next to the equestrian center. I used equestrian, right? Next to the aquatic center. Just so we don't have to have a computer set up uh, next to the aquatic center, all right? We don't need an internet cafe at the Olympic Village. Thank you very much. We'll send a silver to South Korea and a bronze to America and we'll alternate those two every other, every other games. I think that would be a fair... I think that's where it's going to go. That's the way things are heading. And people say, well, you know, Tom, you could have... We have surfing at the Olympics. We have skateboarding at the Olympics. Why can't we have esports? Because we can have sports that bullies take part in. We can have sports that weirdos take part in. They can be counterculture. They cannot fit in. But they need to express that in a physically impressive way. If we find them a little bit intimidating, then it's all right. We can't have people we can't have people who are getting bullied at school and instead of taking it out on the world taking it out on their keyboard that's not good enough I'm sorry I'm we're doing this for our, for, for for our own good we need to put a stop to this immediately because before we know it we're just going why don't we just why don't we just have all our hobbies in the olympics just every hobby you can think of just competitive crosswords and time trial sudoku at 2026 games at the 2028 games, the one percenters are missing today, guys. I think that's what we can all tell. Just the, the little, the little lines. I just, I could have, I could have, I could have landed that. I could have brought that home. 2028 games. If I'd known where the 2028 games are taking place, that would have been even better. Where are the 2028 Olympic Games location? Um, Los Angeles. Here we go. Take two. Why don't we just have competitive crosswords and? Time trial Sudoku at LA in 2028. Does that sound like a good idea? Could you imagine if I did that the first time? You guys would wouldn't have even we wouldn't we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We would have transitioned out. This podcast would be over. This podcast would be totally over. Instead, I'm here being self referential Self-referential. Self-referential. I'm never going to make it. This podcast is never going to take off. I can't. I'm never going to start a Patreon. No one's going to pay me for this. Well, that guys, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, it had its moments. It really did have its moments. I sat down. And I thought about the esports stuff. You could tell I had punchlines. Esports, equestrian. There are good lines in there. I'm going to cut those up. I'm going to put those on TikTok and a bunch of kill. Uh, Children, kids, children, pick a word, Tom. A bunch of children are going to attack me 
for making fun of people for playing video games online. You know that thing that we did as humans since the birth of the internet? Making fun of nerds. Entire Simpsons episodes dedicated to attacking people who take solace at a computer. And now I'm going to be attacked by a bunch of 17-year-olds. High on empathy, but low on senses of humor. My next comedy hour is going to be all about how I hate... How, how much I hate the next generation. I truly do. And not just because they hate me. Although largely because they hate me. I think this was pretty fun. You know, like I said, it, I, I'm, a, I'm, my own, I'm my own biggest critic. Um, and if you think that is uh, untrue and you believe you're my own uh, worst critic, don't get in touch. I don't need it. I'm, I, I have enough criticism to go around. Until next time. You know, this podcast still doesn't have an ending as such. Um, I know I said I was going to do a joke of the week, but guys, it's, it's, they're hard to find. It's hard to find good jokes. I try to make them up, but it's, 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 it's too much work. Oh, actually, no, I can do one. Uh, all right, here we go. Joke of the week. I, I told this joke at a, at a Neil and Friends a little while ago. I was quite happy about it. Um, so we'll see. I, I may or may not remember. But okay, look, maybe this is what I do for the joke of the week. Do I have to write one? Maybe I try and write one for myself. Oh, that would be hard, but I'll, I'll give it a crack. I wrote this one. It's the end of the world. The apocalypse has happened. And two cannibals are walking down a long road. They haven't eaten in days. They're starving. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the road, they come across a cow. They can't believe their luck. One of them turns to the other and says, hey, man, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And he goes, yeah. It's a, the other one goes, it's a, it's a cow. Who cares? We're cannibals. We can't eat that. The first guy goes, no, 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 man, that's not a cow. That's a cow. That's a two humans in a cow costume. And the cow goes, are you crazy? Are you insane? That is not two humans in a cow costume. First of all, why would there be two humans in a cow costume? Second of all, where would two humans even get a cow costume after the apocalypse? And the first cannibal goes, well, fuck. I mean, can we, can we at least go and find out? And the second cannibal goes, okay, fine. We can go and find out. And the cow says, Joe, I think we're fucked. There we go. Joke of the week. How's it going? That is pretty good stuff. I was very happy with that. It does feel a little bit more final now, doesn't it? Hey guys, keep listening to this podcast. Check it out on YouTube. Like the clips I put on Instagram. Please help. Please, please help. I want to quit my job so badly. Guys, get me, get me, get me out. Get me out. Get me out of the white collar work that you all partake in. I don't, I don't want to play anymore. Give me your money. Give it to me. I've earned it. I've been doing this for four years. Not, I mean, not this, but, you know. I'll get the words better, I promise. Have a spectacular week. I'll see you next week. Farewell.